Welcome in, everyone, to another episode of the Happy Healthy Humans podcast. This podcast is brought to us by CrossFit Loveland and also True Fit. Uh, we just want to thank you guys for all of your support. We hope these podcasts bring you joy, perspective, all that good stuff. If you guys know of any local individual and or business that you would love to um, have on the podcast, maybe they have a cool story. Um, I personally believe all businesses that survived COVID have a great and unique story. Um, please send them our, our way. We would love to have them on. Um, on today's episode, we are so excited to have one of our very own Kinsey Say on the podcast. Um, as some of you know, uh, with the new CrossFit format, um, there is a second stage of the CrossFit Open, which out of the entire gym, Kinsey was able to make it to that second stage. But it wasn't easy. So her and I talk a little bit about her journey of how she got to where she is. Um, super inspiring. If you guys don't know Kinsey, first off, she's a very sweet soul. So um, it's just a really great conversation. And it's been um, personally extremely motivating and inspiring to see it and uh, be a part of it firsthand. So I hope you guys enjoy. I know I did. Um, yep. And with further ado, let's get into the show. Welcome in, guys, to another episode of CrossFit Loveland. Oh, man. No, Happy Healthy Humans. No. Oh, I forget what this podcast is called. Anyway, welcome into CrossFit Loveland's very own podcast. I'm your host, Coach Manny here. We have a very, very <laughs> lovely, special, enjoyable guest today, Miss Kinsey Say. Kinsey, how are you doing? I'm good. Good. Good, good, good. So uh, I brought Kinsey on today. Um, as some of you guys know, she is our local celebrity. Um, Kinsey completed the Open, and she qualified for the next stage of sort of the CrossFit um, journey, I guess, to get to the games. And um, not many of us, actually not a lot of people know, actually probably no one knows um, sort of Kinsey's journey over this past year um, with some major setbacks and roadblocks and kind of how she overcame them. And I felt it's, uh, I felt it's just important to share and... Um, you know, I think it might shed some light on, on a lot more things than kind of just the the open. So we'll talk a little bit about that, but we'll kind of dive right into it. So first off, Kins, thanks for joining me, as always. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, I love this setup. I love you can do this in person with me. In case you guys didn't know, Kinsey's my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so um, first off, a uh, little bit of background. Kinsey's been doing CrossFit for, what, about three years? Mm -hmm. Okay. Quarantine hit. We had the nice home gym set up. I started to write programming for you. It was very, very, very dense and heavy programming. There was, there was a lot of squatting. There was a lot of Olympic lifting. I know for a fact that I programmed way too much for you and not enough recovery. Um, so, yeah, kind of tell me a little bit about how that programming was and I don't care about the positive effects and how it affected you negatively and kind of talk a little bit about throughout the summer and kind of what happened. Um, okay. So, well, first I just wanted to be challenged. I felt like I hadn't been challenged and I wanted to push. So I told you to program a lot for me and you did. And I loved it at first. It was exactly what I was looking for. Um, 
But I think I think like two weeks in, um, I started to have a lot of knee pain. Um, but I just ignored it. I mean, I have a pretty high pain tolerance and I feel I focus on, I mean, I loved doing two a day workouts five times a week and then hiking on the weekends and literally just doing everything all the time. Um, so I just ignored the pain, but, um, yeah, within like two weeks, I had pretty bad knee pain. I couldn't really do air squats, but somehow every single day I would wake up, warm up, feel pretty good and just do the workouts. Um, totally ignoring the pain. Um, and obviously with that, it got worse throughout the summer. Um, but again, like I just trusted the program and I trusted that it was all going to be fine and that I was going to keep improving. Um, but that was not the case. Yeah. And I, I appreciate you trusting. So if you guys are listening right now, don't trust my programming. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't trust. If, if you want harder stuff, don't trust it. But um, yeah, and I felt incredibly bad, you know, because it was exactly what you were, were asking for. Um, but I think I would, had my hands tied quite a bit with the gym. And usually how things like this happen is I kind of give you a program and then you started to sort of build off of it and adapt on it. But we didn't never or we didn't really communicate probably after a month or two. Um, I was just super busy with the gym. And so I didn't know exactly where you were at, what you needed. And you didn't even tell me about the knee pain. So t talk <laughs> talk about uh, hiding some things. <laughs> I mean, if knee pain is the worst thing you hide from me, I'm cool with that. However... Um, how long was it that this knee pain lasted before you and I even sort of talked about it? Um, so it probably started, I was looking back on my programming and I think I started, um, kind of backing off the, my squatting weight, um, in like, in like June. So June, July, August, I mean, I was, I started programming for myself based off what I had from you for like the couple months, um. I knew enough that I could program for myself. So I definitely decreased some of the load, but it was not anywhere near what I should have been doing. I should have been rehabilitating since probably June. Um, but I decided not to, I decided to do tons of stuff over the summer. Um, in September, I think we did all of the, um, CrossFit games workouts and I pushed through all of those. Um, that was September or October, maybe. Um, it was October. October. And then November. Um, I think it was November or December. I think it was one night I finally told you. So, I mean, I had had knee pain since June. Didn't really say much other than my knees were bothering me. But you never knew the extent of what they are bothering or how they were bothering me. So I didn't really, we didn't have this conversation until December, probably yeah. after yeah. Thanksgiving, I know. Well, and, and first off, like you thought I felt bad for the programming aspect of it. I felt even worse for not like asking you or checking up on you or, or just probing a little bit more as how bad this knee pain was. And so, you know, that was super heavy once I, uh, <laughs> once I was like, you know, it, it's one of those things you, for me personally, I was helping everybody else get out of pain, get stronger, get fitter. 
And um, I never, unfortunately, took like the the time to just sit down and have a conversation with you. So, you know, I felt extremely bad and it ate at me so terrible. And, you know, we kind of went back and forth. And as as I joked, I was like, well, why didn't you tell me, bro? You know, mm-hmm. um, but I totally get it. I mean, and you were respectful in a bad way, but you were respectful <laughs> of, of sort of my time and where my mind was at just with the gym. And, you know, that that sort of worked itself out. Um, but yeah, but I know that entire time, I think it was during quarantine, I believe, or afterwards, that's when we did a couple comps and that's when you really started to want to become that CrossFit athlete. You know, you really wanted to hone in and, and I think anything that you've done, you've done 100%, whether it's dance, ballet, gymnastics, um, anything of the sort, you go in 100% and that's kind of what it was. Right. Um, but I just think we, me personally, I attacked it way too aggressively mm. <laughs> to start. So, um, yeah. And, and, you know, I, I want to bring this up, but you know, there was a Christmas gift that I gave you. Cause I know after we had talked about that, you were struggling like really, really hard because it had essentially, you couldn't do things you wanted to do anymore. Right. And can you kind of tell me like what activities that, cause I know you were just so frustrated. You're like, I don't know what to do. Cause you were just in so much pain. Like what were those activities and, and what did it feel like, I guess, every day to have just chronic knee pain? Um, yeah. So I think I honestly think like during the summertime, like just the heat and like the weather really helped me because I never I remember maybe like two workouts that it was excruciating pain. But other than that, like I got through the summer and I like had a lot of fun doing all the activities. And so I feel it really hit me when when the weather started changing and I could feel it in my joints a lot. Um, but yeah, I mean, it got to the point where like I had pain pretty much all the time. Um, like when I was sleeping, I would like try not to sit down because then I'd have to get up and that would hurt to get up. And so, um, you know, like anything pretty much hurt. I would even like go on walks and feel like unstable. I'd be able to walk and it'd be fine, but I would feel unstable. And like, that was like pretty chronic, I feel at that point. And so, um, yeah, so I mean, it was every single day. I couldn't really do anything. And because of that, because I was spending so much time and so much energy focusing on my knees, like I didn't have energy to even work out because I just had no idea what I wanted to do. Like it hurt to get off up and down, like off the floor. So I didn't want to do stuff on the floor cause I'd have to get up. And like, I literally felt probably like an 80 year old person and I'm like 28 and I was just had never thought long-term about working out. And, um, yeah, so it, it was just really like a rude awakening for sure. Big time. And, you know, I, Personally, I had seen stuff like that happen firsthand, and I shared that with you plenty of times, right, is, you know, even for myself, there have been multiple occasions where I've gone super hard into something, ended up hurting myself, and then just kept pushing through it, and then eventually getting burnt out, you know, and I truly believe that, you know, there, there is two sides of to the CrossFit realm, there's the sports side, and there's a the health side, and, you know, I think a lot of us think of it as a sport only, but the health is what gives us our 80 years of living, you know, the sport gives us our five, 10 years of fun, you know what I mean? Kind of sprinkled in there. 
Um, so yeah, and it pained me. It pained me to like listen to this afterwards and being like, dude, this has been going on since <laughs> June. Like, what the heck, man? Um, you know, so I it's cheesy, but you know, I wanted to keep your spirits up. And so I know for um <laughs> for Christmas, I got you a picture with, you know, a bunch of uh with like four photos of you doing like cool CrossFit things and it's kind of like a mantra based thing, right? Saying yeah. like I'm a competitive athlete and and you know for mantras i truly believe in them you know you you say that you're going to become something enough that you start to become that and um you know i didn't even know when when <laughs> around that time that's when i started programming for you um rehab work right because that's when i was kind of diving into my true fit stuff and mm -hmm. whatnot and i think it took about a month i think and you were still frustrated you know mm -hmm. you were like this is not changing like nothing's helping nothing's really doing much for me and you know i know personally i was sub i was mediocre at best because i programmed maybe a couple days for you and i didn't really dive into like fully helping you you know what i mean so i can tell that you were frustrated and whatnot um so then i think it was after i think it was after christmas i think once we got back because we were with our own families um i think we sat down and we just made a plan and we said you know, the, I think at that time the open was coming up. You wanted to do the open, but I was like, dude, you got to think beyond that. You know, mm -hmm. you got to, th you can't think about the open. You can't think about summertime. Like you got to think to when you're 35, when you're 40, so on and so forth. And, um, yeah, you know, I, we sat down, we created a, a well, a well thought out program that was very progressive, a lot of single leg work, um, very boring, Mm -hmm. um as you like to point out several times but <laughs> can you kind of just talk about the the program mm -hmm. um and kind of your initial thoughts on it and sort of how your perspective changed as you sort of um you know kept working through it yeah so the first time i think it was like november or december and we came up with a program um of just like yeah some unilateral leg work um but again, like the weight was still on it and I was able to load it like pretty heavy. And so it just, it really didn't work. I think for a week or two, I maybe felt a little better, but not, not like I was not healed at all. And so then when we broke it down, like it was, um, just a lot of, um, we just pretty much took off all the weight and I did like, <laughs> like body weight. I don't even remember like the first day, but it was probably like glute bridges or body weight split squats <laughs> and like maybe five of them, like literally nothing quarter squats. It was, um, yeah, basically like Spanish squats, which is like a wall sit, but not even going near 90. Like I was not flexing my legs for at least a month. Um, and just doing a lot of tempo work, um, but really just doing a ton of body weight stuff, which like it, I think, um, like you think of like a workout, that's like a body weight workout. This was even less than that. It was, um, maybe like three movements and like five reps. And I mean, for the first couple of weeks, that was all I could do. And it was kind of crazy that I was able to push through working out and then suddenly like once we started rehab I actually realized like 
how much pain I was pushing through. And so we, I decided like, I can't even feel any amount of discomfort if I want to walk in like six months. And so I just really like took it seriously and, um, started doing the rehab, um, exactly what it was programmed. And yeah, so it was really not fun like <laughs> to say the least. Um, and it definitely was, um, just eye opening, but like, I think I finally was to the point where I was like, I needed this in order to change. Cause I wasn't, I was not going to change if I, like, if I was able to keep going, like I would keep pushing my body to its limits. And I think there's a time and a place for that, but it's definitely not every single day <laughs> for six months. So it's definitely not when you have terrible knees and yeah. you can't even sit down. Like I even remember there was car rides that they would just be aching during yeah. the car ride, you know? And, and I think, um, you know, I'll kind of talk about this in a little bit. So, um, but when was the time? Cause I feel, let's see the open started what end of March. I think it was the yeah. end of March like or, middle, or mid, we'll, we'll say mid-March. Okay. So we pretty much had from all January, all February, and then halfway through March. Um, when was it that your perspective changed? When was it that you, when was it that you were like, this works? Cause I remember um, you're kind of a, a, if it's not hard, it's not working out type <laughs> thing. You know, that was like your mentality. And I know you still kind of carry that through a little bit on the front end, but when was it when you were like, this is working? Like there was times when you would just come in and you'd be like, my knees don't hurt. Or like, look, I can go 90 degrees. When was that in the process that it clicked? Like, this is it. I'm progressing. Um, It was honestly probably like six to eight weeks in Um, for the first, for the first couple weeks. Um, or for the first month, at least, like my knees just still hurt all the time. And I think it took about four to six weeks for my body to actually like heal, um, which is kind of crazy because, I mean, ideally you should be able to take like three rest days a week and then a deload week every month or so. And then your body should be able to heal. But it took my body at least a month to heal. And that's just how overworked and overtrained I was. Um, so yeah, it was about four to six weeks that I actually started to feel better. And like, like there were days that I would feel good. Um, but then the next day my knees would hurt or there were days I'd feel good in the morning and then by night my knees would hurt. And so like, um, it took about a month or so for them to actually feel pretty good consistently, um, and that's kind of when I knew it was working. And then, um, like you said, like I, once I'm bought in, I'm 1000% bought in. And so I would just do every little tiny thing that I could, um, to just keep them feeling better. Cause then I actually realized what it felt like to not be in pain <laughs> and how, how great it felt. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Well, and that just, it, you know, it took months for you to finally like stop yourself and be like, I can't do this anymore. You know what I mean? 
but yet you were like six weeks in and finally you're like, okay, you were a month in and you were like, oh, this is so boring. Like nothing's changing sort of thing. Um, you know, and that's always a question I ask people who like, who, who are afraid to change, you know, is like, well, what is it costing you right now not to change? Cause, cause we are, we're, we're, we're creatures of habit. And so for me to take you doing two day workouts, five days a week mm -hmm. to now say, you're only doing three days, mm -hmm. you're doing three days, you're doing, you know, probably I'd say half the workout is body weight, lower body exercises at tempo, low volume, mm -hmm. like, and, and to, to do that, like, that's a huge change. Right. Um, but yeah, I think your patience paid off and I kept telling you that and, and it is hard, you know, it's like, it's really, really, really hard. And I think, you know, as both a coach and like an athlete or a client or whatever, like, unless like there's that, even like, I feel you trust me a ton, but there is still hesitation, right? Cause you were like, well, you programmed for me last time and you got me here. So thanks a lot, dude. Um, but that was one thing I valued most is it's one thing to tell people to be patient but to actually see it to actually see it in front of your own eyes and and for me to see you grow with being patient through the process like i think that was probably the biggest change for you um and why i want to say even growth wise as an athlete was probably this was some of the most biggest growth that i've ever seen you make because of the grace that you gave yourself, because of the patience you had with yourself and just the expectations that you had for yourself, that you want to be a better human, not a better athlete. You, you, you want to function better as a person, not as an athlete. And so sort of on that topic, you know, that was going right into the open. You and I, I mean, there was probably in February, we were probably like, yeah, I don't know if you'll even do the open, mm -hmm. right? We had, we would think it was probably the week before is when we finally decided, like, are you sure you want to do it? Mm -hmm. And even at that, we were wondering, okay, well, we might scale the weight if it's like heavy front squats. Maybe we'll just scale the front squats and you could do, you know, RX everything else. How was it? Uh, <laughs> I think once you saw wall walks and double unders, I think we were a little scared of the double unders, but yeah. how was it with the open? How were your knees? How did you feel? Um, so I think, well, just to kind of give you insight of like how I had changed mentally um, going into the open, like there were competitions that happened. Uh, we went to go watch a competition. Um, I followed a ton of just online competitions that elite people were doing and I was still like really interested in it, but like I knew I was it was not worth it for me to even think about doing any of these. So I didn't, um, I didn't like my mind had changed so much that I was like, well, I probably won't even do the CrossFit open. I'll enjoy watching it. I'll enjoy cheering people on. But like, like it's just not where I'm at right now. Like I just can't do that to myself. Um, and I can't put my body through it. And like every single movement I would do, I would think to myself, like, is this something I need to be doing right now? And most of the time the answer was no. Like if there were runs that I wanted to go on and I was like, do I really need to run right now? No, because it probably set me back. It'd probably make my knees hurt. Um, so yeah, coming up to the open, I was like, well, I mean, they have the scaled versions, <laughs> the equipment free version, like It'd be fine if I just did those. It's fine. I didn't even sign up for the open until the workout one was released because I saw workout one and I was like, well, I love wall walks. I'm good at those. 
um, double unders are fine. But like the day that I did the open, I had to like, I remember I wore my running shoes, which were really good cushion because that was the only way I was going to do double unders. And they're fine. I got through the workout and I was fine with it. I honestly was just thankful I got through the workout without my knees hurting. Um, but I definitely like took it slow. I didn't push myself too much and I just wanted to do the workout, get through it. And, um, but then after that, like, usually I'd probably hit up a couple more workouts throughout the next couple days, but I took like the next two days off just to rest my body and, um, just give it like the rest that it needed so that my knees kept feeling better. Yeah. yeah. So that was the first workout was yeah. wall walks and dubs. So we were safe, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I think the shoes definitely made a difference just being a little bit, um, more spongy more cushions, yeah, more, yeah, more cushion. Like I think that was helpful. And then the next one was, you know, dumbbell snatches and burpee box jump overs. Um, which the only concern I think we had was just the burpee portion, right? And maybe the box jump. And yeah. I think there was a couple a couple things that we were maybe adjusting that I was telling you to do. But um, there's a lot of bending on the knee. Yeah. How did that feel? How did your knees feel after that workout or going into that workout? Um. So, yeah. So, after the first workout is when I signed up. Um. But again, I was still playing it by ear. I knew that maybe I'd only do one workout of the open, maybe two workouts. But then that workout came up and I I love burpees. Like they actually didn't hurt my knees because I think I'm flexible enough that I don't need to flex them that much in my burpees and it felt fine. So that I wasn't worried about. I think I was just worried about the volume and the jumping um, of the box jumps. Um. But I remember that week I took it really easy. And then like the day before the open, I just did a little bit of stuff just to see like how it would feel. And it felt fine. Um, so I was like, okay, well, let's just try this workout. Um, felt great that morning. And ended up crushing the workout. <laughs> yeah, I think I um, – yeah, I definitely – surprised myself but I remember just feeling great and I was like well let's just go and um yeah I ended up loving that workout and then I think after that it was kind of interesting because throughout these weeks like it just gave me one more week to heal and one more week you know so it's progressing my rehab and also progressing with the open workouts. So it was kind of cool to see, I think the first open workout I had been rehabbing for 10 weeks and then, um, so yeah. So then the second one was my 11th week and, um, yeah, just took the weeks before like really, really easy. And so that I could do the workouts and yeah. feel good. And I don't think you changed up any of your programming, right? I think you continued I don't think you did any Metcons or you maybe did light Metcons throughout the week, but you continued with your strength work. Is that correct? Yeah. I mean, I had been, yeah, that's another thing is like, I've been doing so much strength work, hardly any Metcons and I love Metcons <laughs> and hate strength work. So, um, yeah, so I had built enough muscles that I think 
they were able to protect me for when I was doing a Metcon um, and just give me the strength that I needed. And like, I can, I like pushing during workouts. And so the actual workout isn't a problem for me. And it was my strength I had built up that protected me. Awesome. Awesome. So we get into the last workout mm. and the last workout, as some of you guys know, is just a ton of squats. Like it's thrusters and squats. I think, what was it? 15. So, so 90, so sorry. No. Yeah. So I think 90 total reps, right? Mm. Yeah. 90 total reps of thrusters and front squats, you know, at a reasonable weight. So I think you and I talked and we were like, what are we going to do? Like, I think at that point you were feeling great. You mm -hmm. were feeling confident. Um, you know, this entire time, I think that's when the quarterfinals took the top 10%. And I think that second workout really propelled you to be in that top 10%. So mm -hmm. we were like, well, this is cool. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, this is really cool. But I think you and I, we were so fixed on on the future and not the now because we could have easily deviated from our plan and been like, no, let's get this 10%, mm -hmm. but at what cost, you know? And I think that's what was, that was huge as part of like our growth in our, you know, relationship, but then also your growth in your, you know, per personal fitness journey. Um, so we looked at the last workout and we're like, oh shoot, um, what's going to happen? And the worst part of that was that you were doing a 10 mile race in Moab that you had signed up for what back in November. Mm -hmm. So it's like, so that was going to happen. And, yeah. you know, we had already talked about kind of approaching that if your knees were messed up, if they hurt that you couldn't do it, it made no sense to do it. It would suck, but you know, or you could just walk it or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and so once you saw that workout released, you know, what were your first mm -hmm. thoughts? Like, like, holy cow, I just did all this work to make my knees better. And now I'm about to squat my life away mm -hmm. and then potentially run 10 miles, you know, a couple of days later. Um, so yeah, so the Moab race was actually um my goal when I started this rehab. I was like, okay, I'll give myself 12 weeks mm -hmm. before the Moab race. Um, because I had signed up for that. That had been something I really wanted to do for a while. So I was like, it's I'm just going to not do really anything up until that race. Um, but like throughout this time, I was able to do some sprints at the track a, a few times, which really helped me um, and a little like some short runs. So I knew like kind of where I was at. I knew I was getting quite a bit better. Um, and so when this workout was released, like, well, first off, I loved I love thrusters and I love front squats. And <laughs> I was like, this is great. But like I knew um, just the amount of volume it was and I knew kind of like where it could put me if I wasn't safe doing it. Like if I let my form kind of go or if, you know, like there's just so many factors. So I was like, well, I think I can do it. Like the weight's light enough for me um, and I'll just go slow. I'll um, be controlled and make sure my form's really good and um kind of see and so again like the week leading up to the workout I hardly did anything um, maintained my strength work but like hardly did any squatting or uh, anything that was set me back um and then I think that Thursday night I did the workout and the the race was Saturday um in Moab so like 48 hours after <laughs> but I did the workout um 
felt great, honestly. Um, but knew that after the workout, I had to recover like extremely well to even be able to run. Um, so I did that and my quads were so sore. And for me, that's kind of a foreign concept. My quads used to never get sore because I think I was just always squatting and I love squatting. And I think my legs are built for like, I'm definitely low, more powerful on my lower body. Um, so my quads were super sore going into the run. But again, like with the run too, I just knew like, I just want to complete this run. I'm not trying to do well. I just want to prove to myself that I can complete this run and feel good after. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you did it, right? It was a 10 miler you uh -huh. ran in two hours. How did your knees feel after all of that? Um, so yeah, so going into the run, I was still sore from the open workout. Um, but I think it helped a little to just break it up. And again, like old Kinsey would have been like, you're not walking a single minute in this race and you better like do well in this race. But now like there were times when I was like, I should probably just walk right now. Um, just get through it. Um, made, made sure I had a lot of snacks so that I was fueled throughout the run after the run though. Like I will be honest, my knees did not feel good. <laughs> they actually hurt pretty bad. Um, but it was a different kind of hurt. It wasn't this pain I had felt. It was, I think my body telling me like, you better back off. This was kind of your max, what you could have done right now. And so, yeah, so it was, it was kind of like if I kept going after that race, it would not have been smart. Um, so instead I stretched, I did flossing. I, um, put a lot of like, anti-inflammatory like cream on it and just really helped recover to the best that I could really made sure I was eating enough drinking enough water and within two days um like my knees felt great again and I think it just like it was my body telling me like you are at your limit right now so back off for a few days um and just be smart mm -hmm. and I think that was I think every time you said my knees don't hurt Mm -hmm. It made me more and more happy, right? Because you could be sore. I think like, you know, muscle, like, like chronic muscle soreness isn't great. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? But um, it's all about what's like worse and what's better. And mm -hmm. honestly, for you saying like, my knees don't hurt or you're like, my knees don't hurt as bad. Or like, I just did all this squatting and running mm -hmm. and for you to recover as quick as you did i mean that just shows that you know the engine you created as far as your strength and your legs and your hips glutes hammies all of that mm -hmm. paid off yeah you know what i mean so fast forward and now we won't really get into the quarterfinals um it's super it was super awesome for you to get into the quarterfinals i think we played it off like it was no big deal um, but it was, it's a huge accomplishment and and everybody was so happy so thrilled so supportive you conquered five workouts and these aren't open workouts. These are heavy, gross workouts, mm -hmm. but you conquered five of those in a four day span. And let me ask you today, like, how do you feel? Um, yeah, it was definitely like a huge test for me, but that was like, that's always what I've wanted. Like I've wanted something that has pushed me so, so much. And these actually did. Um, 
So I feel good. I mean, I feel really tired, but again, like I made sure that my recovery was spot on and luckily all these workouts, I mean, actually they were a lot of squatting. <laughs> They're almost all squatting. Pretty much all squatting. I mean, you um, did, you did 60 and 50 pistols on Thursday night Yeah, and then you turned right back around. You hit a four rep max front squat, which was a post injury PR. Yeah, I would agree. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and then right after that, you hit up 120 wall balls, you mm -hmm. know, and a bunch of rowing, which rowing mm -hmm. can be, you know, tough on the knees, but not as tough, but still a lot of knee bending. Right. Mm -hmm. um, you know, in the fifth workout, you were just doing snatches, but that's still knee bending. Yeah. So, um, yeah, a lot, mm -hmm. a lot. And, you know, the quarterfinals did test to get the people to the semifinals. So now this is a step up from you know, that 10%. So now yeah. they're taking I, what we would say 10% of the 10% essentially, right? Or even 5% of the 10%, yeah, a like small 10. percent. So yeah. that's who they're trying to find. So these workouts were a lot harder. So yeah, I guess how, what are your feelings or emotions that you got to do what you did? And so you got to be that competitive athlete that we know you could be, mm -hmm. but you could do it without being afraid of not, not, not walking, you know, the next yeah. day or just being in, in constant pain. How does that feel? Um, yeah, it's really awesome. It's, um, honestly more than like, it's more than I could ever ask for. I mean, I didn't even know if I was going to do the open and, um, yeah, to make it this far, I think, it was so awesome to be part of like the first ever quarterfinals is so cool. Um, and yeah, I finally, I think just gains like that confidence that like I am like your body is capable of amazing things. Like it can heal itself if you treat it right. And um, yeah, so it's, I'd say it's just more of a win for me to just be where I'm at and like, <laughs> and just like, <laughs> don't mind us. <laughs> um, and just be like free of pain. That's like <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's more of a win for me to be free of pain and to be um just able to have fun working out again than it is to like be where I'm at on the leaderboard. Like it's just more important for me to just be happy with myself. <laughs> It was awesome. <laughs> God dang it, kids. All right. Ugh. We're going to take a quick 10 seconds. Um, no, it, it, it really, like it really was. There was a lot, you know, there was a lot that was going on. You know, obviously there's a lot going on at the gym. And um, I don't think we realized how big of a win it was. And, you know, to have a gym full of people who love, respect, um, admire you. You know, to just be so stoked and and happy, and you know, to see the the work that you put in, and 
only you and I know how <laughs> how much of a struggle was, you know. Um, but again, how you persevered and you became a much better person. Like this is this is more significant than, like you said, than the leaderboard. You know, however you did on the leaderboard, and yeah, you made it to the quarterfinals. But you know, to be where you were back in December and to be where you are now, I don't think anybody could think that it's possible. But it just it's it's a testament to you and. Mm-hmm kind of what you're capable of and and what you believe in and um yeah it's it's inspiring it's so incredible to watch and you know I got front row seats and and it was good and and publicly I'd like to say I'm so <laughs> I'm so proud of you um you're you're amazing <laughs> you're amazing and a lot of people love and respect you and yeah just thank you for for sharing the story um for coming on and kind of talking about it a little bit and um yeah, we're all proud of you. We love Thank you, kids. You. Awesome. Thank you. Cool. Well, <clears throat> that's it. <laughs> we're going to go cry now. But uh, yeah, thank you so much for coming on. And guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, I hope this sheds some light that, yeah, you're capable. You're all capable of doing something if you want to make that change and you can do amazing things. So thanks yeah. again, kids, for coming on. <laughs> we love you. And yeah, thanks again, guys. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. Um, And then also, I just want to give a shout out to all the people that reached out to me um, over quarterfinals, like the support meant so much, so much to me. Um, And I think like, yeah, this was such a like push for a lot of people to compete in something like this and so it was just really 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 awesome to see all the support i got all the people that came to watch um thank you so much all the people that um sent messages and then all the people that voluntarily did the workouts with me (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah so thank you for all the support that you guys gave me too sweet awesome we'll keep at it kins we love you and uh Yeah, maybe one day I'll be like half as fit as you. (laughs) Anyway, all right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. I hope you guys have a great day.